I'm Tavis Smiley. You're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. So glad to have you with us in this hour. Our phone number 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. Not sure if President Biden intends to address the environment tonight in his State of the Union address, but there is even more evidence illuminating the fact that communities of color, especially black ones, are disproportionately exposed to air pollution. Um, no surprise to some of us who cover these issues every day, uh, but it's worth talking about, given, uh, again, this evidence that keeps uh, mounting and building about the damage that is being done specifically to people of color, uh, African-Americans, namely uh, because of bad air pollution. Glory Dolphin Hammes is chief executive officer of IQ Air's North American division. Glory, good to have you in our studio. Thank you for having me. Let me stop asking what you do. I'm, I'm always fascinated by black people who do things that I don't know other folk who do, <laughs> those kinds of things. <laughs> so I don't know anybody who does what you do. So what do you do every day? Well, what we do is air quality technology. Mm-hmm. So we have um, just an amazing array of technology products related to air quality. We have the largest app that's uh, used globally around the world. We have over 35 million app users for air quality, and uh, we work daily in a space called environmental justice. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll talk about environmental justice as we move through this hour, I promise you. Um, When you say there are 30 million app users um, who are checking air quality, I'm fascinated by that. Do people really care that much about the air quality? Absolutely. And what what are they checking for on this app? So what they check for is what's called hyper-local air quality. Mm -hmm. So they can actually check the station nearest them, and then that gives an indicator of the air that they're breathing. Mm-hmm. There's nothing they can do about that, though, sadly. It's just they just check to know what... So so let me let me back up. Well, when I say there's nothing there's they can do about things. it... Okay, tell there, me. There's All right, so, definitely. So I, go, I use your app. I go on. I check the air quality where I live. Okay, it's horrible air quality. Yes. I see that every day. It's horrible air quality. So you tell me that it's horrible air... You tell me how bad it is on any given day. Yes. Right? And then what do I do about that? Well, you got health recommendations, so you can run your air purifiers indoors, but when you're outdoors, what you should probably do is protect yourself with an with a good air quality mask. Mm-hmm. And what people don't know is that when the air quality is bad outside, if you go for a jog, that's actually more detrimental mm. to your health. So what you should do instead is turn that air purifier on and exercise indoors. These are the things that we need to know in order to impact really the air quality that we're breathing. So there is uh, something that you can do about it. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to get people to understand what the air quality is so that they can effectuate mm-hmm. the air quality that they're breathing and reduce their exposure overall. So you're the expert. I'm just a lowly talk show host. I'm going I'm to learn from you in this in this, uh, in this uh, time. I, I learn from you every day. You're kind. Thank you. Um, let me ask you this. Um, so I live in a particular neighborhood. The air quality tends to be bad in my neighborhood every single day. Um, I go on your app. I see that it's bad once again today, the next day, the next day, the next day. Um, does air quality in certain neighborhoods ever change? And I ask that because, again, you're the expert. I'm not. I, I assume the wind blows this way. The wind blows that way does air quality tend to fluctuate or does it remain the same it does fluctuate because Mm -hmm. it's highly affected by meteorological conditions Mm -hmm. so if it rains it's going to be especially clean the very next day that's why in la you can see thousand miles away the day after it rains exactly cleans all the the rain cleans all that out absolutely But but isn't the rain dirty itself though Well, it can be. It depends on what area you might be. So the rain can actually be dirty Mm -hmm. when you're uh, in areas like the airport, when it's taking out those 
real toxic black carbon, they call it, mm-hmm. and it's washing it down. Mm-hmm. Yes. So uh, based on what's happening in the environment, the weather patterns um, and weather patterns, the, the air quality in any particular area can change from day to day. Yes. And that's why the app that you guys Yes, there, there's what's called uh, prevailing winds. Mm-hmm. So even if you're next to a wildfire, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be breathing the air from the wildfire. It depends on where the prevailing winds takes the plume mm-hmm. of, of wildfire smoke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So having this app, now I'm, I'm learning something here. So having this app every day, when I wake up and check it out, lets me know what the air quality is outside in my neighborhood. Yeah. And then I can make adjustments to my lifestyle that day to make sure that I'm as healthy as I can be given where I live. Exactly. There's also some communities, unfortunately, do not have an air quality station near them. And Mm -hmm. unfortunately, there's a lot of black communities and communities of color that do not have that. And what you can do in that situation, you can get an air quality monitor or apply to get an air quality monitor for free, and you can set up your own air quality monitoring station and come to our uh, website and make it publicly seen. Mm, Wow. So you can make that available for your For your neighbors and your community. Exactly. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So how does one go about getting a free air quality monitor? Um, On our website, you can contact us at iqair.com and you can say, my my community does not have, just contact us and say, my community does not have a local air quality monitor and we can make sure that you qualify to get one and we would give you an air quality monitor. Give me some sense of what, I'm not asking you to go into the weeds, but give me some sense of um, what one has to do to be qualified to get one of these air quality monitors. You've got to make sure that you have Wi-Fi. Your Wi-Fi needs to be up at least 70% of the time. Air Mm -hmm. quality public stations must give at least 60% uptime Mm -hmm. on any given day. for the throughout the whole year yeah. uh, there's also just the electricity it's it's very inexpensive but you just need to make sure that you have access to electricity mm-hmm. as well and what we do um, we're actually in Los Angeles and we can help folks to install the monitors ev- either by coming on site uh, with them but also um, we can also give remote service as well so it has to do with what your preference is and comfort level is paint a picture for me illustrate for me what this looks like you so you come to my house is it inside outside how do you what's, what's the installation like it's always outside okay. so what we deal with is ambient air quality mm-hmm. so we don't want to know um, necessarily what your uh, air quality is indoors because that's for you personally mm-hmm. but we what we want to do is give communities a good idea of what their air quality is and that's always what's called ambient air quality which is outdoors so you you establish is it on, is it on the rooftop is it in my yard i'm trying to get a sense it, of what it, it can what it be looks wherever like. yeah. uh oh okay it's, so, it's, a, it's a piece of equipment i take yeah it. it's a okay. piece of equipment it's about like 12 inches by 12 inches okay and um maybe about this wide uh we can also uh Make sure that it's solar powered, but we prefer if you just can provide some power to it. Mm-hmm. We have some batteries, uh, things like that. But uh, overall, just make sure it's it's on all the time and that it also has access to the Wi-Fi. Yeah. You mentioned a moment ago um, what I sort of uh, uh, teed up when we first began this conversation uh, some moments ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is that communities of color, particularly African-American communities, tend to be the ones who suffer the most from bad air quality. I'm not naive in asking this question, Mm -hmm. and you've in part answered already because many of us live in spaces that are not close to air quality monitoring stations. But tell me why it is that we are always subjected to the worst of the air quality. 
Well, this has to do really, truly with um, environmental justice, mm-hmm. and it's also known as environmental racism. Mm-hmm. So what, what this means is that uh, air quality, not just air quality, but environmental issues such as air, water, um, what also falls into environmental justice is access to fresh fruits and vegetables. Mm -hmm. So this is overall what's happening uh, really within minority communities, what's uh, uh, really, um, I, I would probably say the injustice is that the power plants are located more towards our community. Mm-hmm. Uh, this has to do with uh, way, way, way <laughs> back when. It's called redlining. Sure. I don't know if you're you're probably very much so familiar with redlining. Indeed, I am. And so is this audience. You're talking to a very smart audience, by the way. Yes, okay. yes. So, yeah. so what what this has to do with is the historical. Uh, fact that blacks have been disenfranchised for hundreds and hundreds of years within the United States. And that carries on to the neighborhoods and communities that we live in. And um, we still have not gotten there in terms of uh, environment. We haven't gotten there in terms of uh, real estate value. This all goes hand in hand together, and it's still going on. It's that old acronym, uh, NIMBY, uh, not in my backyard, N-I-M-B-Y, NIMBY, not in my backyard. So they have said very clearly they ain't going to have this in their backyards. And so all of these industrial plants and the like tend to be situated uh, constructed near communities of color. And so hence you have bad air quality. And the, the data on this is incontrovertible. It's, un, it's, it's unassailable that black youth uh, suffer more from asthma than any group mm. of black, any group of kids in the country yeah. because of the proximity in which they live uh, uh, to these kinds of environmental toxic dumps. We'll talk more about that when we come forward. Our guest is Glory Dolphin Hammes. I'm learning a great deal about air quality and how I can actually now in the days ahead uh, wake up every morning uh, on an app uh, and find out what the air quality is like in my area. And if the, if it's not available on the app, I've now learned that I can apply for one of those monitoring systems myself uh, to get uh, established at my house or at this office building, for that matter, and learn what the air quality is like for us. We'll talk uh, a great deal more about these issues of air quality and black folk when we come forward on KBLA Talk 1580. Interrogating your assumptions and expanding your of Let's get back to Tavis Smiley on KBLA Talk 1580. Let's get back to Glory Dolphin Hammes as we talk about air quality. Um, she's the chief executive officer at IQ Airs, North American Division. It's a Swiss-based air quality technology company. As I said, I'm always fascinated to bring you guests on this program. Uh, folks you never heard of but should be aware of, and I'm always tickled by black people who do stuff that nobody else I know does. Uh, and so she she's in a field and running a company uh, that does air quality uh, in ways that I've never uh, imagined or seen it done. Uh, and more importantly, it's, it's all about solutions, uh, how, in fact, we can learn every day through their app uh, what the air quality is in our community. Uh, and moreover, what we can then do about it once we learn what the air quality is that day. And if you don't live near an air quality uh, station, monitoring station, as she said a moment ago, you can contact IQ Air and they will, uh, if you qualify for one of their free uh, devices, they'll come to your house and they'll install it. Uh, and so you can be the person in your neighborhood that tells the rest of your community what the air quality is. If you don't live near uh, one of these stations, and many people of color do not. So why not be the person, I say all the time on this program, if you assign yourself 
if you assign yourself to any one of the many challenges that our community faces, you will never not have an assignment. Uh, you will never not have something to do on behalf of your community. You just got to assign yourself. So you could be that person in your neighborhood that qualifies for one of these uh, monitoring systems. Uh, it's about 12 by 12, as uh, Glory said earlier. You put it uh, outside your house. They install it for you. And then you can go online to IQ Air's app and become the source of information for your community yeah. about the air quality in your area. That's a good thing. It's a beautiful thing, and I'm glad to have been able to bring that to your attention, uh, given this conversation with Glory Dolphin Hammis. Before I go forward, who named you Glory? Oh, that... That was my grandmother. Your, your grandmother, okay. Yeah. That's, that's a lot to live up to. It, it sure is. It <laughs> sure is. But she, she's a, uh, just a beacon and, and an example for, for a lot of women. Yeah, it's so. a beautiful thing. Great name. Um, tell me how, as a black woman, you got in this space. I'm always fascinated to people's backstories. How'd you get in this space about air quality? Well, I grew up in Santa Monica. Mm -hmm. So I've always grown up in a community that... Um, brings a lot of awareness to the environment. We actually grew up doing uh, beach cleanups. Mm -hmm. So on Saturday mornings, you'd find us, uh, the Girl Scouts, uh, and we'd be cleaning up the Santa Monica Beach. I ordered some Girl Scout cookies last night. Oh. <laughs> I, I literally, I literally just not ordered some Girl Scout cookies. I'm, I'm not lying about this. They're, <laughs> they're everywhere. Yeah, they are. I, I think I may have gained five pounds already. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's that season, right? I, yes. I, I literally helped somebody out and ordered some Girl Scout cookies literally just last evening. What's your, you got? You have a favorite? Mine are the peanut butter. Okay. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. called tag-alongs. Yeah, I, ordered, I, I ordered the lemon ones last night. Oh. And the lemon ones have like little nice messages on it. Yes. Uh, so I, you know, I'll, be, I'll be reading positive messages while I'm eating my lemon cookies <laughs> uh, when they do arrive. So uh, hooray for the Girl Scouts. They're, they're doing great work. When we come forward with Glory Dolphin Hammers, a few more questions about air quality and um, what, in fact, we ought to be doing about it. We have a, mm. uh, an institution in Washington, as you well know, called the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency. And I'm wondering whether or not they're doing enough uh, to address the issues that matter most to communities of color. We'll get uh, to that and maybe a bit more before we lose Glory Dolphin Hammers. At the top of the hour, you're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. Let's unpack a little bit more with Tavis Smiley. The conversation continues right now. Right now. So, Glory Dolphin Hammers, let me ask you um, whether or not you think writ large, I mean, there are always pockets of, 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 uh, of progress, I think, in our country. But writ large, um, what kind of progress do you think we're making or not when it comes to issues of environmental racism, issues of environmental justice? Well, I, I do think that we've come a long way. Mm -hmm. um, but there's still, still to this day, there's environmental injustice that exists, and especially within communities of color. And we haven't come far enough mm -hmm. until it's non-existent. Yeah. Um, years ago, when I started doing this, you know, uh, decades ago now, 30 years plus, I've been in the media as a broadcaster on television and radio. And I, re I recall getting in a conversation, I was in a conversation some years ago, and the person I was talking to was a high-profile member of the environmental movement and they were offended by this particular question so much so that they were telling people don't go on this show don't go on this show mm. they were offended by this question a white woman offended by my question about why the environmental movement was so lily white okay why, why is it so white and i wasn't demonizing her or demonizing white people I was just asking what do you make of the fact that we live in the most multicultural multiracial multi-ethnic america ever yeah. and the environmental movement is so white here you come with your chocolate self uh <laughs> running this company uh iq air and i'm curious as to whether or not you are seeing more people of color getting involved in the environmental movement well it's it's interesting that you say that but my background as as i said before I actually come from Santa Monica, so mm -hmm. I grew up in Santa Monica. So I grew up in one of the whitest yeah. neighborhoods sure. in Southern California, and my 
background uh, really with the environment has to do with my community. Mm -hmm. And so my community in Santa Monica really, truly embraces helping uh, Mother Earth and helping the environment. Mm -hmm. So that probably is due to the fact that uh, folks that tend to embrace the environmental movement are usually folks of privilege. Mm -hmm. And um, in communities uh, that we live in, um, within our uh, cultural communities, we're struggling with paying the rent. Mm -hmm. We're struggling with um, getting a good education. We're struggling with jobs. And so when we're struggling on this socioeconomic level, there's not a lot of room mm -hmm. for helping Mother Earth. There's not a lot of thought and talk about that. But I got to say this, if we destroy the environment, there is no community for any of us. Mm -hmm. And that that's one thing we uh, within the black community need to understand yeah. is that we ourselves need to make choices that help and that protect our environment. Nope, you're right about that. Uh, I mean, when there's bad air, we all suffer. When there's bad water, we all suffer, et cetera, et cetera. So all of us are, as Dr. King said in this regard, our destiny is inextricably tied together. That's yes. true for all of us uh, human beings, we homo sapiens. Let me close. i got 45 seconds because this is so important. I want you to give out the information once more where people who are listening can get one of these monitors. Yes, iqair.com. So iqair.com, and you can actually look up your local area and then after you look up your local area you see do i have a, a monitor that's close and if you don't just contact us click yeah. on the contact us link and it has weather on there as well absolutely so i don't need dallas rains no more no i'm going <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm to get one of these 12 by 12 boxes yeah uh, we're going to put it on the top of our building and we're going to go online and connect to iq air and we're going to be the weather weather people for Limer Park, absolutely. So you can, uh, we're, we're going to get that set up. I want I, that's pretty cool to me that awesome. we can that we can inform our audience about the air quality at least in this area for those who are near the station here in Limer Park. But uh, Glory Dolphin Hammers, thank you for the work that you're doing. Thank you for coming to see us, and uh, a, a delight to talk to you. We learned a lot. Thank you for your time. Thank you so much. More of Tavis Smiley after news, traffic, and sports. Isaiah Washington, Angie Stone. It's going to be a great next hour on KBLA Talk fifteen eight.